Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 234 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. I don't know why I paused. (laughs) (laughs) And this episode is sponsored by Jessica Denbor. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Um, Megan is taking the night off tonight, so we're going to run wild with this. You get this trio. The bronze trio. I don't know what we would be. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we will be discussing part one of chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Secret Riddle. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to whisper your way through the details. But before we begin, we're going to go to Katie for some weekly profit news. <sighs> Catherine. This is so much pressure. It is. You mm-hmm. have large shoes to fill. <sighs> pressure like that song from Under Encanto. Pressure. Oh, I don't know that nope, movie yet. Not that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So this is an article from Essentially Sports. So it's discussing um, how much influence are the books going to have on that new Hogwarts Legacy game, Mm. which I'm excited for. I don't even know if I can play it because I don't even know if it's coming to the Switch. I don't know. Am I going to have to buy a PlayStation? Yeah. Maybe. It's either it's PlayStation for sure, and it might be Xbox as well. I can't remember because it's been so long, but it's definitely not Switch. And good luck getting uh, those consoles still. Right? Like, it's after Christmas, and I, I don't know. Oh, PC. See, all these things I don't have. Thanks, Vinny. <laughs> um, so, basically, how much influence are the books going to have on this game? Um, and it says... Oh, I just found it before. Okay, it says, the officials have stated, in a quote, The author is not directly involved in the development of the game. However, her extraordinary body of writing is the foundation of all projects in the wizarding world. Despite the basis of the game um, being on the books, the game will not be a direct adaptation or a direct adaption of the books or the movies. However, the magical world will play a large role in game, allowing players to explore the wizarding world from a new perspective. Additionally, it will adhere to wizarding world lore So that means you can expect to see intricate details in the game that are inspired by the books. 
It takes place in the 1800s, so that's before anything in the books even happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, making way for developers to create their own story in the form of an RPG that will take players on a journey through their favorite childhood books and memories. Oh, yeah, look, it says it's on PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One X. That's a lot of Xs. And PC. <laughs> Xbox drives me crazy. <laughs> the Xbox or the XXX box or the Xbox One? I don't know. It's a lot of X's. So it sounds like it will have influence from the books, but it's clearly set in an entirely different time. Right. So I like that it kind of like stands on its own and you kind of get to make your own story before anything about Harry or Voldemort or anything is even a thing. Is this like a regular Hogwarts year? Like, just a regular year? Yeah, like, what happens during a normal non-Harry Potter year? <laughs> <laughs> Does school happen? <laughs> what? Are there actually exams? No way. Uh, I don't know. Vinny asked if it's canon or not. I don't... I, I don't... I would assume not, because it's your story. Everybody's mm-hmm. gonna have different especially with the rpg style um as for the elements of the game like they said being within the wizarding world those things i would assume would be canon but you never know what they're gonna change there could be flipendo i don't know (laughs) you never better be flipendo (laughs) you never know there could be flipendo (laughs) oh gosh oh man well That's it for the Weekly Profit. So make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because you like us, so maybe they will too. Be a good influence. Share this episode. (laughs) Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting us keeps our podcast going, and you also get cool stuff like exclusive Felix Files episode. You can be on our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swag boxes, and lots more. So thank you so much for your support, patrons. We love you. And if you'd like to send your Potter stories or any fun stuff, questions, concerns, you can send that to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Well done, well done. Thanks. That was scary. Um, It was? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you've come a long way. But I gave myself my own way. Oh, wait, hold on. They're not on YouTube today. You're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to play off of the verb, it's time for the ra 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 recap. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's a little, awesome. what is that called? A something R. What, what are the letters? ASMR. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't remember the letters. And I didn't want to say anything that was not right. (laughs) (laughs) Just like random letters of the alphabet. We all know what you're talking about. Okay, so for the recap. Harry went a little off the rails. He uh, pinned Mundungus to a wall in Hogsmeade by the throat. Um, His anger was valid. His actions were not. He... uh, he was mad because some of Sirius's stuff was stolen by Mundungus for him to sell, which in that means it's also Harry's stuff. So, mm. um, but he does disapparate, and then the trio just decide to have a butterbeer. But it's really like not a great trip. It's more of just like a really awkward turtle moment. They just like drink their butterbeer in silence and then leave. 
And then it just gets even better because on the way back to the castle, we see Katie Bell. She's arguing with her friend and she ends up getting cursed by whatever package she was supposed to deliver to the castle. That's a sad trip. Mm-hmm. Is that Almost better or worse? <laughs> Truly. Is that better or worse than the trip in three when he found out all that stuff about Sirius that he thought was Oof. true? Oof. I would say it's worse because Katie could have died. Right. I don't know. For sure. Yeah. So we learn that Katie Bell has been sent to St. Mungo's. Harry is back at his lessons with Dumbledore, where they're diving into two more memories, dealing with Voldemort's past, back when he was just a wee little Tom Riddle Jr. Not really a junior, though, because he had a different middle name. Doesn't matter. Mm. One is a memory from Burke of Borgen and Burke. I didn't put his first name because I can't say it. So there you go. What is it? And the, <laughs> what it? It's, it's like C-A-R-C-A-T-A, I don't know, a lot of vowels. <gasps> I don't know what it is. Katie, do you know how to say it? Caractacus? Ugh. I don't know. That's a wild guess. In Burke. No world it's Burke. I... Yeah, Mr. Burke. <laughs> Call um, him and the other memory is Dumbledore's. And there's a lot of gin drinking. Uh, I have a lot of things to say about that. In uh, the next episode. The next one. Yeah, the next one. I was thinking, I was like, how far do we get in this? Yeah, I have a lot to say. I have a lot of problems with Dumbledore in these last few chapters. Well, anyway. hey, it's cool that you can call him out, you know? If you're wrong, <laughs> you're wrong. All right. Everybody makes mistakes. Oh my Everybody God. has mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> His mistakes are just gigantic, as he doesn't say that, but he says something to that effect. Anyways, I'm going to say Katie a lot in my section. <laughs> I am not talking about Katie Petrus, so please don't get upset. Katie Petrus is fine. I'm good. Great health. <laughs> I'm good. All right. So the next day, Katie was sent to St. Mungo's Hospital for Miladies and Malords. <laughs> Tiffany, I'm shut sorry. up. <laughs> I've been waiting so long to come back with that. Uh, so by the time that... Um, this happens. The whole school knows that she has been cursed because it's Hogwarts. And the details were confused, though, because nobody other than the trio and our homegirl Leanne seemed to know what happened to Katie and that she's actually not the intended target of this attack. And Harry just, you know, running with his Malfoy theory, he adds on that Malfoy knows exactly what happened. And Ron and Hermione are pretending not to hear him as he goes into his Malfoy is a Death Eater theory um, once again. And so Harry is wondering whether Dumbledore would return to the school in time for his lesson on Monday. And he just um, keeps with the regular schedule, doesn't wait for like an extra confirmation. And he shows up outside of Dumbledore's office at eight o'clock. He knocks, he goes inside. And Dumbledore is sitting there, and he's looking, quote, unusually tired, and his hand was as black and as burned as ever. <sighs> Should stay away from fire. Well, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. But the Pensieve is sitting on his desk, and another memory is waiting. 
Dumbledore brings up that Harry's been busy, and he cites that um, Harry was one of the people to witness Katie's, quote, accident. And Harry inquires about how Katie's doing. Dumbledore says, quote, still very unwell, although she'll, she was relatively lucky. She appears to have brushed the necklace with the smallest possible amount of skin. There was a tiny hole in her glove. Had she put it on, had she even held it in her ungloved hand, she would have died, perhaps instantly. Luckily, Professor Snape was able to do enough to prevent a rapid spread of the curse. And I want to stop here because that's exactly what happened with Dumbledore mm-hmm. in his hand. Literally exactly what happened. That's crazy. Look, we don't like the guy, but he knows what he's doing with defense stuff, you know? <laughs> Truly. But Harry cuts off Dumbledore and he says, why him? Asked Harry quickly. Why not Madame Pomfrey? And hello, Phineas Nigelis Black. <laughs> yes, Sarah. Do you think it's the exact same curse on the necklace that was on the hmm. ring? I don't know. Because Dumbledore put the ring on. Katie just brushed it. I don't know if she yeah, ha- so if she, if she had. Does she have it. any marks? You know, I don't think she had any. But what I'm saying, like, she didn't really hold it. Because he says right. like, there's a tiny hole in her glove. Like, had she held it, would that have happened? I don't know. That's what I want to know. Maybe. Another dead hand? <laughs> well, I think dead body. Ugh. Yeah. But, like. Yeah, I wonder if she has a mark, like, from the hole, like, where the hole was in her glove. If he was able to, like, contain it. You know how Dumbledore's hand turned black? Maybe she's, like, a little mark. I don't know. A witch's mark? (laughs) Is it a witch's mark, ma'am? That used to be real. That used to be a real thing. That's sad, that's sad, that's sad. It's so crazy to me. (laughs) Um, maybe. Why not? You know? Why not? The ring... Was the ring cursed because of the Horcrux? Or was it a cursed ring with a Horcrux? A cursed ring with a Horcrux, I believe. Okay. And so... Getting rid of the Horcrux broke the curse on the ring as well as got rid of the Horcrux? Oh, I just had always thought that, like, Voldemort cursed the ring. Why don't I know... Mm-hmm. Vinny says Voldemort cursed it too. Okay. Because he wears it openly now, so clearly the curse is also gone, as well as the Horcrux. Maybe that's, he just really wants to be fashionable. That's clever, though. Because you know that the Horcrux probably coaxed him into putting it on. You know how um, the locket was taunting Ron. Mm hmm. Oof. Nasty. Okay. So Phineas Nigelis Black was not happy about this conversation and the fact that Harry was permitted to even ask such a question. And he says, quote, I would not have permitted a student to question the way Hogwarts operated in my day. And Dumbledore says, yes, thank you, Phineas. And he says it quellingly. And I was like, what does that mean? And quellingly means to put down forcibly or to suppress. So that was end of conversation, hard stop. Shut it down. But he doesn't stop. Because <laughs> he keeps talking. <laughs> which is very Phineas Nigelis Black. 
Dumbledore goes on to tell Harry that it was Snape to help because he knows much more about the dark arts than Madame Pomfrey does. And St. Mungo's is sending hourly reports, and he's hopeful that she will make a full recovery within some time. We still do not know how long that is. Turns out it's months. Yep. Um, so that's a long time. And Harry stays on with this boldness of asking questions. He's not um, quelled by Phineas <laughs> Nagellus Black, if you will. <laughs> The word I even, of the day. I didn't even type that in. I just came up with that. <laughs> but he asked Dumbledore another question. He was like, well, where have you been? Pretty much. And Harry thought in the back of his mind that he's pushing his luck with the question, but he presses on. And at this question, Phineas Nigelis Black hissed softly. And I always love when authors do this because... Uh, Sarah J. Mass does it a lot where they like hiss or like say things like, you know what I mean? In the books. And somebody, I don't know who did like a play on this. I think it was Peachy Queen cosplay on Instagram where she like was like. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people like actually act out what it what it would mean. Yeah. When like it doesn't it doesn't actually make sense but like it do- you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 it's so funny but i can see him being like ah, you know right and dumbledore says quote i would rather not say just now said dumbledore however i shall tell you in due course you will said harry startled yes i expect so said dumbledore withdrawing a fresh bottle of silver memories from just inside his robes and uncorking it with the prod of his wand but seriously just tell him. Yeah, just, just tell him. Just tell him right now. You know you're on borrowed time. He's just... We're, we're talking about everything anyway. Just do it. Like, it's I don't too understand. easy. <laughs> right. It's too easy. It's too simple. Trust. Dumbledore, trust. Uh, more stories from the weekend to share. So Harry tells Dumbledore that he saw Mundungus in Hogsmeade. And Dumbledore says that he's aware that Dung has been treating Harry's inheritance with, quote, light-fingered contempt. He has gone to ground since you accosted him outside the three broomsticks. I rather think he dreads facing me. However, rest assured, he he will not be making away with any more of Sirius's old possessions. Yes. So does he know because he just got caught or does he did he know beforehand he didn't do anything? I don't know. My Mm. heart wants to say that he knew after uh, Harry and all of that. Maybe he and Aberforth talked. I doubt it. But I don't know. Because, like, realistically, he's the type of person that because he's he's doing more important things, he would just be like, oh, whatever, like, I'm moving on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because that's where the locket is. <laughs> correct. Like there's something yeah. that you need there. You are correct. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I want to say that he just found out, but he seems to know a lot of things that go on under the radar. Also, <sighs> like, I know that they're not using Grandma Place anymore, right? But like, you still got to keep somewhat of an eye on it, right? Because it was the old headquarters. 
So you would mm-hmm. hope that he would? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Mm, neither. Um, did you wonder what gone to ground meant? Kind of. So, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it means to hide or become inaccessible or to disappear from the scene from a, for a lengthy period of time. Now, I kind of assumed that's what it meant, but it has an interesting history. Um, it says, originally, go to ground was a fox hunting term, meaning that the fox in question had escaped into a burrow or an underground den. In the 1960s, the term go to ground was the first used figuratively to describe someone who had gone into hiding. Today, go to ground is often used when discussing sports or military concerns. Related terms are goes to ground, gone to ground, going to ground, went to ground. And if we think about um, uh, the military ones where, like, you have troops on the ground, right? They're actually, like, in there. And I just thought that that was interesting. And this idiom gained a boost in popularity, actually, back in 2003, um, when Saddam Hussein was found after a long hunt hiding in an underground lair having, quote, gone to ground. So I just thought that that was interesting that it's a pretty old phrase being used. Nice little nugget you found. Yeah. And Phineas Nigellus is not happy about this news either. He was incensed. He's angry. And so he stalks out of his frame to go and visit the other one in Grimald Place, foreshadowing to Seven. Mm-hmm. And here he goes into his next question. And he asked if Professor McGonagall told him about what he had thought about Katie getting hurt and Draco Malfoy. Dumbledore confirms that he knows what he's talking about. But he's not going to tell him anything because this is a need to know basis. As is everything the Dumble says. Right, right. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So now I'm going to get into Megan's notes, so forgive me if I'm stumbly. But here we go. So Megan asks, do you think this is a time that Dumbledore had an idea that Draco could actually be involved? He for sure knows because of the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does for sure know. Because at the beginning of the year when we started, that's when um, Narcissa goes to Snape. Mm-hmm. And then I forget how we know this, but we do know that Snape was able to say those things easily because stuff had already transpired with Dumbledore, I believe. Yeah, because in Seven with the memories, you find out that yes. he talked to him with the whole hand thing and he was saying all the stuff about Draco. And Maybe then she meant he goes the to necklace. Narcissa. Maybe she meant the necklace mm. in itself mm-hmm. was Draco. But, like, who else would it be? You know? It's also yeah. interesting that, like, Dumbledore doesn't say anything, but also, like, like he just said, need to know. And, you know, <laughs> like he's he, just like, maybe you're he right. Been, like, just, <laughs> I've got a handle on it. Thank you. But he doesn't. But right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I guess, I, I don't know. There's so many, like, gray areas where it's like, Clearly, these are desperate attempts that Malfoy's making, like, could have killed someone. That's pretty serious. Um, but, like, in getting yourself involved and doing this could potentially get Draco killed. 
it's like weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just it's very wishy washy and murky and muddy. Mm-hmm. I don't much like it. Mm -mm. I don't like making definitive decisions about how I feel about it. Either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't ask me how I feel. <laughs> Gosh, I'm snorting. Okay. Dumbledore changes the topic, though, when he says, quote, but what concerns me now, Harry, is our lesson. And Harry feels slightly resentful at this. His thoughts are, quote, if these lessons are so important, why is there such a gap? Valid. Valid. Mm -hmm. But... Valid. You wouldn't have to wonder that if Dumbledore would have said, hey, I'm doing research for these lessons, so I might be gone sometimes. Let me right. tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> right. It's just that um, that Kendra Dumbledore trait where you keep your secrets and you keep them close to yourself. And you only involve those who are absolutely 100% necessary to involve. Such as Harry not knowing everything and Snape not knowing everything. You know what I mean? They both know some things that are um, similar. But they also know different things that the other person doesn't. Because in Dumbledore's head, those are things that you, that I deem that you don't need to know right now. Uh, Vinny said earlier when we were talking about something similar that there is a symbolic power to how you do things. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make me any less frustrated, okay? Right. <laughs> so Dumbledore was swirling the memories he poured into the pensieve and says, quote, you will remember, I am sure, that we left the tale of Lord Voldemort's beginnings at the point where the handsome muggle Tom Riddle had abandoned his witch wife, Merope. Merope. What do we call her? Tommy's mommy. And returned <laughs> yes. to his family home in Little Hangleton. Rope. Ropey. I don't know what I want to say. Was left alone in London expecting the baby who would one day become Lord Voldemort. And Harry asks, how do you know she's in London? And Dumbledore says, because of the evidence from C. Burke. <laughs> Mr. Burke. <laughs> <laughs> Caractus. That's the best I can think of, man. Caratactus. It sounds like a Pokemon. I got Pokemon on the brain. Oh, uh, who's Mr. Burke? He's a wizard. Who was also <laughs> one of the founders of Borgen and Burks. As I told Marty yesterday, what did I say? The bad wizard shop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, how do you tell somebody who's not really? I go, do you know what that is? I don't know. He probably kind of maybe does. Anyways, it's in 19, or nope, that's not right. In 1863, Burke founded the shop Borgen and Burks with his partner Borgen. Also reminds me of um, uh, Jacob Marley and Scrooge. Mm. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I just I get that, that feel. I get that feel, especially the sign. I don't know. And then I also think of Marley and Marley. Ooh. No one? Muppets? Um, nope, you got me. Seriously? Sorry to disappoint. Muppets Christmas Carol? You've I've never seen, seen it? it like, I've only seen it like once. Oh. Sorry, wow. friends. 
So good, Kate. I'm too busy watching Elf. <laughs> I guess. Next year. Next, Next year. year. It's unknown what happened to Burke after Tom left, though by the 1990s, Borgen appeared to run the shop alone. So he's probably dead. And it's also unknown if he recognized Lord Voldemort as his former employee or if he was still alive to see him wage war. Though Dumbledore is speaking about Burke in the past tense in 1997 is an indication that he was unalived or deceased by then. <laughs> and then to get into where his first name came from, can anybody phonetically break that down for me in Discord? Is anybody going to do that? <coughs> Anybody Here, do that for me? I'll put it in there. I feel like Vinny could do this for me. What, his name? Yeah. Okay. Caracta... Car Caractacus. Caractic... I'm liking that. Caractacus was a British hero who fought, in the, fought the Roman invaders. Burke is also reportedly a name after an Irish man, William Burke. A bizarre serial killer whoa, oh. with the help from a partner murdered dozens of people in the Edinburgh area in the late 1820s. I keep wanting to say 19, and that's absolutely not true. <laughs> oh, gosh, Megan, these facts. Selling the bodies as fresh cadavers to... I remember this story, actually. Fresh cadavers to the local med school. I oh, remember that, so actually. I. I remember hearing about that. Oh, my gosh. Burke, or Burke, with an E, is also a British term for an annoying and stupid person <laughs> with an original meaning and cockney rhyming slang, which is far stronger. Uh, what did somebody say? Karaticus. Karaticus. Karaticus huh. was also the first name of the character played by Dick Van Dyke in the film Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Well, I guess we could just watch that movie and figure out what they say. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Just put it on for just a second. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All I'm right. going to take over Meg notes. You got it. So Dumbledore says this uh, C. Burke was, by an odd coincidence, the one who helped found the very shop. Whence came the necklace we have just been discussing. Um, so Dumbledore swirls the contents again and... This silvery mass rises up of this little old man, revolving slowly in the pensive. He was silver as a ghost, but much more solid, with a thatch of hair that completely covered his eyes. I feel like they're describing me in a strange way. <laughs> um, so this is what Burke is saying from the pensive. Yes, we acquired it in curious circumstances. It was brought in by a young witch just before Christmas, oh, many years ago. She said she needed the gold badly. Well, that was much obvious. Covered in rags and pretty far along. Going to have a baby, see? She said the locket had been Slytherin's. Well, we hear that sort of story all the time. Oh, this was Merlin's. This was his favorite teapot. <laughs> but when I looked at it, it had his mark all right, and a few simple spells were enough to tell me the truth. Of course, that made it near enough priceless. She didn't seem to have any idea how much it was worth. Happy to get ten galleons for it. Best bargain we ever made. Okay. One. I want to know what the spells were to be able to figure out that that was Salazar Slytherin's locket. Yes. Two, he is a trash garbage of a hot dumpster fire of a person. Yes, you're correct. 
Like I like that. It just kept going with the names. Horrible. Yeah, for real. Horrible. You see this person who is clearly struggling. They're clearly poor. Clearly going to have a baby. And you scam them and are like stoked about it. I literally wonder if the author did a play off of Jacob Marley for this. Because they were Truly out of, no. what did they say? Robbing the widows and swindling the poor. Um, and, like, I feel like this is, like, super similar. Like, that is something that he would have done. And guess what? You're carrying chains for all eternity and haunting your partner to try and get him <laughs> to change his ways. So, did anybody go to Borgen? Did he show up and say, guess what, buddy? This is your future? Or did, they, did, did he not become a ghost? I don't know. But yeah. Like how the whole Christmas person. thing ties in. Because she came just before Christmas. We're talking yeah. about Muppet Christmas. Solid. It just seems like it fits pretty well. Yeah. So garbage person. Seaberg. Okay. So Dumbledore shakes the pensieve. Which like, whoa, don't slosh the memory on the floor. And the silvery flame, silvery flame. <laughs> what is this? What is course, this <laughs> I do have a question though. What would happen if you did spell spill memories on the floor? I guess they're gone. Like, can you get that back? Could you siphon them back up? I don't know. Maybe I it's don't magic. Know. Like, what if what if they were like? What if it, you had, like, an animal and you hadn't vacuumed that day? Now you have cat hair <laughs> or whatever. What if the cat shows the up? Memory. Does that, but does that, does that affect, would the dirt affect a memory? Or, like, just in general, what if the pensive isn't clean? Oh, God, Sarah. I don't know. I don't know. These okay, Margaret, Marguerite in the chat. So, that sounds like a T-Swift line spilling memories all across the floor, oh. which I thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. Second... Something in the movies that drives me insane is in seven part mm -hmm. two and like so the sad whole movie. part when Snape is dying. Drives well, you crazy. The whole movie, yeah. <laughs> but um when Snape is dying and he tells Harry to take his memories, right? They're leaking yeah. out of his eye. So he gets a vial, he gets the memories. There's still one left on <gasps> his cheek. Maybe he needed to watch what that is one. That? <laughs> I don't know. It drives I've me never crazy. I've noticed the it's right there. of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You're terrible. <laughs> you can choose to oh leave that god. internet. <laughs> <laughs> Bev, make the choice. Oh, oh my god. Oh god. Um, but like, yeah. You think that would have, like, would it make it murky, you know, like when Slughorn messed with his? Like, would it make it, like, weird? Because it's, like, right. not pure. <laughs> Got some dirt in it. Yeah. I don't know. You go into the memory and you're like... Got dirt yeah, in really. <laughs> or, like, the cat hair. The cat just shows up in the memory, just, like, knocking stuff off. You start sneezing. Off. What? <laughs> what did you say? Did so you start sneezing? Yeah, what if you're allergic? <laughs> These are the deep I'm questions. Allergic on Swish and Flick. We need to know. Deep cuts. Hmm. The first cut so is anyway. the deepest. Maybe I know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Shell Crow. Yeah. Is that right? That's her, yeah. right? Okay, good. 
Um, well, we'll never know because apparently Dumbledore shook it and nothing mm. fell. Okay. No spillage. spillage. Or you can just grab a bounty because that's the quicker picker-upper. Um, so the silver figure melts back into the liquid. And Harry cannot believe that Burke only gave her 10 galleons. And Dumbledore says, yeah, he was not known for his generosity. This is weird because, like, why is this memory, like, viewing this memory different than other memories? Like, why aren't they diving into this one? Why is it, like, a figure? You know what I mean? Like, what's... Is there, like, a different kind of spell you do? Or is it the way that he got the memory? Maybe it depends on how you... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's that way you get it. Or it's given mm. to you, you know, like how it's made. Did Dumbledore get this one, though? Because mm. this seems pretty old if Well, Burke's what alive. I mean, though, is like, did he take it from him or did Burke give him them? Like, how did he get it? Yeah. Like, how was the memory actually pulled from the body? Yeah. I don't know. Which sounds really morbid. <gasps> but. What if it was from... I don't know. Can you pull memories from a dead body? I don't know. I don't don't know. know. I was just saying. uh, I'm sorry. Megan's Megan's notes with the selling of the cadavers. I don't know. (laughs) A lot of they were a lot of times stolen and sold in real life. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Um to the point where like a lot of bodies that are in museums probably were stolen. And there's like a whole thing about like how ethical is that? Probably not ethical at all. Probably not at all, oh, actually. Yeah. I'm making a face, just so everyone knows. You cannot see. Uh, yep. Me too. Um, so, Dumbledore says, So we know that near the end of her pregnancy, Merope was alone in London and in desperate need of gold, desperate enough to sell her one and only valuable possession, the locket that was one of Marvolo's treasured family heirlooms. Um, and Harry is really impatient and he says but she could do magic she could have got food and everything for herself by magic couldn't she and Dumbledore says perhaps she could and then he explains that he thinks she stopped using magic when Tom Riddle Sr. abandoned her and he thinks she didn't want to be a witch any longer Um, he thinks that her unrequited love and the um, the despair sapped her of her powers and says that can happen sometimes which like we do see that with Tonks um and Remus right now like she she's not entirely sapped of her powers but she can't she can't morph at all Mm. that's kind of interesting you know what this also makes me think of is um Ariana and Credence um not using their magic and I wonder if she would have kept on being alive if it would have turned inward on her like it did for the others you know yeah wouldn't that have killed her as well yeah but maybe it would have been like you would have been able to see it you know what I mean like how Credence does obscurial things obscurous things and Ariana has like exploding episodes whatnot well i, I wonder like too how thing. pregnancy affects <laughs> magic i don't know oh i've never thought of that before could your baby like hiccup and you would like send sparks flying that's how heartburn you know? feels katie <laughs> that's literally i must have a magical baby right now because the heartburn is real so there are sparks coming out <laughs> you do have a magical a baby today you got that an gave me heartburn. oh my god 
we're all we're all pretty magical. <laughs> that's true. I but well, that's one thought too. But also, like obviously, she's super depressed. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason mm-hmm. she dies is because she just doesn't want to be. She lost the will a lot. Yeah. And I don't love that yeah. Dumbledore's like she chose to die instead of a, to live. Mm. But I didn't write this book, so yeah. Um. Dumbledore continues on to say that Merope refused to raise her wand even to save her own life, and Harry says she wouldn't even stay alive for her son. And Dumbledore says, are you feeling sorry for Voldemort? And Harry very quickly says no, but she had a choice, unlike my mother. Um, And Dumbledore says, well, your mother had a choice too. And I like that he says it gently. I think that's nice. And he says, yes, Merope Riddle chose death in spite of a son who needed her, but do not judge her too harshly, Harry. She was greatly weakened by long suffering, and she never had your mother's courage. Uh, um, so Harry... No, I was just ahead. thinking, like, when Harry, when Dumbledore asks Harry if he's feeling sorry for Voldemort, and Harry quickly says no, but I kind of think that that might be a lie. I think he does Probably. feel sorry uh, yeah. for you know this a similar similar circumstance like harry grew up without sure his family because the dursleys definitely mm-hmm. don't count um it, well and and even if they did count he still wouldn't have a like yeah he still lost his mom, his mom. um yeah, and his dad we have to yeah yeah but this specifically because they're talking about Voldemort's mom that's why i just yeah. said that yeah um but like I I think that's a lie. I think yeah, he was feeling feeling sorry for him. And it it it's a it's a pitiable situation. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does suck, you know? Like obviously we wish that it could have been better because maybe we wouldn't have had a Lord Voldemort in the world, yeah. you know? But people make choices. And stuff happens to them that yeah. maybe shouldn't have obviously in her case that led to these choices that sucks and we're gonna get into this in a felix file but you know Mm -hmm. what would tom riddle young voldemort tom riddle have been like had his mother been alive and been the one to to raise him um because i don't buy this whole born evil thing yeah at all in the slightest so we'll we'll get into yeah. that pretty heavily later on yeah to be continued um so harry asks where they are going and this time they're going to be entering a memory from dumbledore and i like what he said he said i think you'll find it both rich in detail and satisfyingly accurate (laughs) i just like how he just likes to be silly um and when they go into the pensieve they're standing in a bustling old-fashioned london street and dumbledore very brightly points himself out and the younger younger dumbledore has still has long hair but his beard and hair are autumn they're auburn Mm -hmm. Um, so here's a little glimpse of some Yumbledore. Hey. hey. And he's attracting a bunch of looks because he was wearing a flamboyantly cut suit that was plum velvet. <laughs> I love it. And uh, <laughs> I know. I love it too. Is You're it really? Oh, I'm also, sorry. Pause. Is it really? 
I literally have two velvet dresses that I just recently bought, Tiffany. You do? Yeah, I was going to wear one to that thing in February that got changed, and I can't wear it in May, though. That's not velvet season. Yeah. What's velvet season? Yeah, Give true. me some months. Cooler months? Cold times. <laughs> Doesn't breathe, Isn't Tiffany. That a song? Black velvet. <laughs> is it black? I have no idea. Is it black? Is your dress black? One is. <laughs> I'm going to sing it to you. First of all, let's let's have that conversation. Do you think I would own anything not black? Very uh, rarely. Okay. But I have one black one and one blue one. I'm going to sing to you when I see you in them. I hope you're ready. You might never see me again. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> they did a really good job with this suit in the yeah. movie. Like now reading it again, like actually written in the book. Is solid. this the version of Dumbledore that they come up with to compare to to Jude Law and be like, what happened to you? And people are yes. like, teaching. Teaching happened to this man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what exactly. year is it? Uh, how old is Tom when he he's goes? He's 11. Like, how old is Tom? He's 11. So right. what year was this? Like 1930-whatever? So it's like, so yeah. it's really not that far away from like when we first see him in those movies. Oh, gosh. Right. Because <laughs> he was born, I think, in 1926. Why do you know that? I think. So fast. Tiffany, don't Tiffany! ask me why. I also, his birthday is. I know um, that. December, December 31st, 31st. 19, I think it's 1931. Gosh, you, Tiffany. 1931? Yes, 1926. <laughs> Almost spit water on my laptop. <laughs> That's what happens. <sighs> Um, where was I? Okay. Yeah, 1926 is his birthday. Harry literally can't help it when he goes, nice suit, sir. And it makes Dumbledore chuckle. And I just really like this little exchange within, like, some serious stuff we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So they follow the young Dumbledore past a set of iron gates into this bare courtyard. There's this grim square building surrounded by high railings um, someone answers the door and they look very bewildered to see Dumbledore being all the wonderful eccentricness that he hmm. is and Dumbledore says I have an appointment with Mrs. Cole um, and I'm just going to read a little bit about her so we can get what she looks like at her personality um, so Dumbledore stepped into a hallway tiled in black and white the whole place was shabby but spotlessly clean Harry and the older Dumbledore followed. Before the front door had closed behind them, a skinny, harassed-looking woman came scurrying toward them. She had a sharp-featured face that appeared more anxious than unkind, and she was talking over her shoulder to another aproned helper as she walked towards Dumbledore. And take the iodine upstairs to Martha. (laughs) Billy Stubbs has been picking his scabs, and Eric Wally's oozing all over his sheets, chicken pox on top of everything else. She said to nobody in particular, and then her eyes fell upon Dumbledore, and she stopped dead in her tracks, looking as astonished as if a giraffe had just crossed her threshold. (laughs) Um, Trigger warning here for um, animal abuse, but I looked up Billy Stubbs and Eric Wally. There was nothing on Eric Wally, but Billy Stubbs is one of the muggle children that live at the Wool's Orphanage. And his rabbit was found hung from the rafters the day after he had a fight with Tom. Hmm. I'm sure that will come up later on, yes. but I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Very sad. Yeah. And there's, um, yeah. I have to do a little bit more research on it, but uh, 
children who hurt animals or sometimes like uh, I don't want to say weaker, but like younger children than them, like have some serious things going on with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's supposed to be like from the little I know. It's like a first sign of flag. some big red flags. Yeah. Um, and it's sad that he didn't. I mean, he's already almost eleven or eleven at this point. Like he should have been seeing someone. It's sad that that was not available to him. Like you know, a therapist. A lot of things could have. Yeah. I don't know if that's even available now to people <laughs> that are in the system, unfortunately. Right? I don't know. Right? You are totally correct. Mm. Which is sad, and that yeah. should be changed. Um, so Dumbledore is pleasant, and he reminds her, I sent you a letter, and I requested an appointment, and you very kindly invited me. And Mrs. Cole seems to decide he's not a hallucination, and he invites she invites him in. Um, so it led to this small room. It's part sitting room, part office. It's just as shabby as the hallway. The furniture is old. It's mismatched. Um, Dumbledore has to sit in a rickety chair. And she sits behind a cluttered desk. And she's she's looking at him a little nervously. And he says, I'm here, as I told you in my letter, to discuss Tom Riddle and arrangements for his future. Are you family? asked Mrs. Cole. No, I am a teacher, said Dumbledore. I've come to offer Tom a place at my school. What school is this, then? It is called Hogwarts, said Dumbledore. Can you do that? Can you just say that? <laughs> Can you do that? I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't seem right. I read that, and I was like, no. Is she not <laughs> secret, sir. curious? I don't think right now. Not right now. That's that's coming up in, like, a few minutes, I suppose. Well, like, is that what he does? Well, we'll get into it. Um, we'll get into it, but I thought it was that plus some other things. But may, I, maybe he what? knows that he's going to or he's going to wipe her memory so he just doesn't care. I don't know. But I don't think you maybe. should be able to, but it's Dumbledore and he does whatever he wants. Yeah, it's like how the rules <laughs> oh. don't apply to Harry. The rules also don't apply to Dumbledore. Yes. Accurate. Yes. Aubrey like, in the whatever, chat says, whatever, feels, like Dumbledore. <laughs> feels like Dumbledore is going full MIB. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's just going to flash him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that movie earlier in this episode. Why? You did? Yeah, Weird. and I didn't say anything. I used to love uh, that movie. Mm, it was M I B. Why did I think about it? Now? I don't know why. Oh, no, I was thinking of Wild Wild West, another one of Jim, not Jim. Oh, my God. Will Smith's movies. Were you going to say Jim Carrey? I don't think a lot Jim of people. Smith. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like that movie, but I always liked Wild Wild West. You and your brother, Martin. Well, like, I thought of it because they you we were talking about memories. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you could get them from, like, a deceased human. And in the in that show, the guy had, like, some type of new contraption. And you could see the last... He did, like, this thing where you could see the last image that they saw... Uh, oh. before they died. Oh, weird. And it was like a key to the mystery that they were trying to solve. I don't know if I've um, ever seen that movie mm. all the way through. I know that I've seen You probably parts. don't like it. Probably not. I like Men in Black. Anyways, we're going back to Harry Potter. <laughs> I too like Men in Black. It's one of my favorite movies. Which is funny because I things about space freak me out. Mm-hmm. But also on the radio the other day, the guy sounded, they were doing, if you ever listen to... Um, 
Kiss FM, like Elvis Duran in the morning, they do those like prank phone calls that aren't actually pranks. Mm-hmm. And then one guy like did a fake voice and he sounded just like the man from Men in Black when he's like the alien in the body of the guy wearing overalls. Sugar. And he's like shuffling. Sugar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He sounded, I literally had to almost turn it off because I, oh he sounded just like it and I hated More it. More sugar. Anyways, things that don't matter. <laughs> so I hate when he's like, <laughs> 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 So now the lady, Mrs. Cole, knows that he works for a school, right? Or she's known that. And then he says the name, whatever. Dumbledore then tells the woman that he thinks that Tom has qualities that they are looking for. If I didn't know what Hogwarts was. And if I didn't know the backstory, this seems so sketch to me, this whole situation of like, there's a young boy here and he, I want to take him to my school. I just, it just is like sounds and feels suspicious to me. Uh, makes me a little uncomfortable. Very sus. Don't be suspicious. Um, Yeah, truly though. So she asks, Oh, like, did he have a scholarship or something? And Dumbledore's like, well, his name has been written down for our school since birth. And I just wanted to remind everyone about the book of admittance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said that right. Admittance. You said it right. Um, so the book of admittance makes me think of mittens mm-hmm. was a large parchment <laughs> book bound in black dragon hide at Hogwarts in which the quill of acceptance wrote down the birth of every magical child, a powerful magical artifact in its own right. The book served as a regulatory system, refusing to allow the quill to write in it until sufficient evidence of magical ability was displayed, thus guarding against squibs being incorrectly admitted sounds exclusionary but like so i wonder if he's being literal here and that like the day that like voldemort or tom riddle um was born that he had enough power in him they're like yep he's pretty magical i think so i think that to me is in my head that's how i always thought it worked it reminds me of the hat like it just knows but i don't know how it knows yeah you know tiffany (laughs) magic yeah um, so Mrs. Cole asked if his parents registered him because obviously she doesn't know what he's talking about. And because she says it like that, and then the next paragraph is like, she basically saying, like, this woman's not dumb. And she's thinking, like, because you find out later on in like two shakes that she was there when Merope came in and gave birth and like knows that, like, no, and she's worked there for 11 years and no one has come for him mm-hmm. talked about him no nothing so like how do you know his family but like no one's come over is kind of what she's thinking right and so she's not really buying this whole story obviously it seems sketch anyways um and <clears throat> dumbledore also realizes that she's realizing that something is up so he takes out his wand and then he takes a piece of paper and he like does something over it and then gives it to her to read and then she reads it and seems to be like in agreements about like agreements is not a word. <laughs> she agrees with like what's on the paper and then she offers him some gin and it's noted that the gin and the glasses weren't there a second ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is this when you think that he mm. imperious her Tiffany? Um, in the next episode where I start my part, something goes on with like her eyes, like her eyes go like weird. 
and her eyes went weird here reading the thing as well yeah so i feel it's either he's doing something he's imperiousing her or he's like doing something with i don't know her decision making skills maybe it's not so far as i don't know about confundus what are the effects of a confundus i feel like that makes you a little because this Wonky. is so he hands her the paper and it says Mrs. Cole's eyes slid out of focus and back again as she gazed intently at the blank paper for a moment. And then she said, this seems perfectly in order. She said placidly handing it back. And then her eyes fell upon a bottle of gin and two glasses that were certainly had not been present a few seconds before. So Confundus is mostly dealing with confusion. So I don't think it's I don't think it's that Cause she's not confused. She's very certain about what she's saying. Um. But I I don't know. But like so, like weird stuff goes on in a little bit after your section as well when when we start another episode. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And also, so all right, well we could just get into this now. Um, it makes me uncomfortable that alcohol was used in this situation. Um, for sure. And I know that everybody could argue the fact that. It's also weird for him to have used magic to change her. But there's something to me that's a little bit more uncomfortable about the fact that, like, she's putting this into her body and it affects her state in the fact that she gets tipsy. And so yeah. I looked at what well, she gets tipsy, but she's like Harry notes that she's like steady on her feet. Her cheeks are flushed. She seems to be more open to talking. Um which is what alcohol can do for some time for, for sometimes for some people. But, um, some people on the internet, cause I, I looked this up. Some people were saying that Dumbledore somehow knew that Mrs. Cole had issues with alcohol. It wouldn't surprise me. And that he, at all. then that he played upon that. So he, he put that there, manipulated her, gave her the yes, gave her the idea that a drink would be fine, and then maybe used magic to encourage her to keep going and to keep drinking and to keep talking. And like, I just feel like Dumbledore would have been able to maybe get all of this out of her without alcohol. I mean, he's clearly a smart guy and he's a good talker. It could have maybe happened naturally with a bit of persuasion from magic. But there's just something about the the alcohol factor that really got to me. No, I get it. Uh, I uh, The only thing I'm, I'm thinking of and I'm not saying what he did is OK, because I don't I don't think it is. I think it's messed up. Okay. Um, but maybe he's thinking that, like, she's going to remember talking about this. Mm-hmm. Does he go back to the orphanage between school? Yes. Like, during the summer? I don't remember. Yeah, he does. So, like, maybe he wants it to seem like, oh, she got, she was a little tipsy and said too much. Um, and not use magic so much so that she, rem- like, doesn't, like, she remembers the conversation to be like, oh, well, this happened. Yeah. Versus if she was magical, maybe she'd have like feel like, you know, 
like if you drink too much, you're going to be hang- hung over the next day. Mm-hmm. But if you like, I wonder if the feeling of the next day of like being imperious or like having con- being confronted, like if that's going to mess with like your memory long term of remembering like, hey, he's going to a boarding school for a couple of months, but he's coming back here kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. I don't like it either. I think that I mean, that is manipulation um, and especially preying on someone that obviously has well i don't know if i'd say obviously but it seems the way it's written seems to suggest that she does have um a problem like issues Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and that's i mean if you want to it's all under the umbrella of speculation right because that's just what we're thinking we don't know what the intent behind this was but she's going and going and going so either way does he ever really drink it I don't know. We know he drinks, but I don't remember. Yes, uh, but I don't remember. I don't think reading j- if he drank it because my first thought was like, I wonder if he drugged it, which is also not something great. But like, would he if she was drinking so much? Because it's noted several times, like how much, she, like the very beginning of the section when she first pours a drink, she it's noted that she pours a heavy hand and that she drinks her entire glass, and then later on at the end of my section, it's noted that she's drinking like drinks another glass, like mm-hmm. she drinks more. She drinks into my um, section as well. Yeah. So, and it's not like she's drinking like she's drinking a liquor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it either. It's just it's it's uh it's it's uncomfortable. And sure. and truly reading this the first time, second time, third time, Tiffany didn't pick up on any of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just feel Same. like it could have been done without the alcohol. He could have sweet talked her. Agreed. He literally could have sweet talked her. And if that didn't work. Use a little bit of magic. Well, and I, I wonder <laughs> if he didn't do it because he didn't want her to think that he blatantly was manipulating her into like, I, I, I don't know. That's all again speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to see if he really. Because he even says so. She like she pours them both a generous measure she drained her own glass in one gulp smacking her lips frankly she smiled at dumbledore for the first time and he didn't has didn't hesitate to press his advantage and that makes so me like think right like there, he knew what he was doing he knew he knew that this was her exactly what her he, jam you know yeah he knew yeah oh dumbledore no sir yikes yeah and i don't know Maybe i don't yikes. think it's ever says in my section if he drank any of it it's so not his drink of choice. He's a mead man, you know? Her yep. brandy. But he knew her drink. Just a little bit of brandy. He knew hers. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Oh, you know. Yes. That's, that's, yeah, that's not, that's a messed up situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I said, she pours him a drink each and then she drinks hers and Dumbledore starts to ask um, about time's history because he wants information right so this is exactly what she says she says I remember it was it clear or I remember it clear as anything because I had just started here myself New Year's Eve and bitter cold snowing you know nasty night and this girl not much older than I was myself at the time came staggering up the front steps well she wasn't the first and she was dead in another hour well, 
That's fast. That's incredibly sad. Yeah. Um, so then Dumbledore asks if she had said anything before she died or had, did she say or mention the father of the child? Um, and she did in fact. So again, this is direct quote. It says, I remember she, she said to me, I hope he looks like his papa. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) (laughs) His papa. His papa. Papa. And I won't lie. She was right to hope it because she was no beauty. Ugh. Look, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, lady. Mrs. Don't, Cole. Don't be so nasty. Mrs. Cole. <clears throat> Hold on, I need to take a water. Take a water, okay. Take a water? <laughs> yeah, take a water. I said it, and I was like, that's not your Papa, take a water. <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh. she. So she was no beauty, and then she told me that he was to be named Tommed for Tommed. What is I don't wrong? Know. I Tom... Don't know. <laughs> For his father, Marvolo for her father. Yes, I know. Funny name, isn't it? We wondered whether she came from a circus. And she said the boy's surname was to be Riddle. Hmm. That's a puzzle. (gasps) Circus. Fantastic Beasts. Nagini. Hey. Just a little connection. And she died (laughs) soon after that without another word. Well, we named him just as she said. It seemed so important to the poor girl, but no Tom, nor Marvolo, nor any kind of riddle ever came looking for him. (coughs) My throat is so dry. Mm. Nor any family at all. So he stayed in the orphanage, and he's been here ever since. And then she drank some more. And some more and some more. That be it. I wonder how big those glasses are. Probably like, like uh, what's the alcohol? Like a you know, like a whiskey glass is what I thought, which is still yeah, pretty. But if stout. you fill that sucker <laughs> up, stout. yeah, that's a drink. Yeah, it's a drink. Bucket mug. Bucket mug. All right, Katie. Oh, I believe in you. <laughs> I thought I knew how to do this, and now okay. hold on. Yay! Yay! I, got it. I forgot a space. Forgot a space. <laughs> so proud of you. Jenny Fire says she's not drinking. She's just pouring one out from her opie directly into her mouth. Oh, <laughs> and how? <laughs> and how? <clears throat> All right. Let us see. I know there are some funny ones coming in. So let's pull a ridiculous one. Ridiculous. Um, Katie K asks, do wizards have food allergies in the wizarding world like peanuts? How would they deal with foods being in the Great Hall if they have a super bad allergy? Or are wizards immune? I feel like that's something that they would be like able to get rid of, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they just have like, instead of an EpiPen, they just have like... A spell? Um, an Epi wand? Yeah, like something like some spell that like... Which would be, quite frankly, an asset because they jacked up the prices of EpiPens to a crazy amount. Truly. Also, (sighs) insulin, things that people need to live. But, you know, what do these companies care about? Money. Except for money. Money. Um, Yeah, I wonder where the line is with health. Maybe there's, like, certain (laughs) trays that are um, for people with allergies, like, you know? Yeah, there's a little flag in yeah. it. Maybe that little the house elves. A little wood stick. House elves are like 
purple means nuts. <laughs> Listen, I wonder if, if they could Dumbledore... change the food. Like, if like say like that night at dinner, it's like macaroni. I wonder if there's like a spell to like make it so you can eat it and not have an allergic reaction to like whatever. Like, so you can't have milk. I don't know. Or what if? Yeah, it's like a potion lactate. Or what if you know, like as a kid, like that's one of the first like spells you learn to like help yourself, like before you eat. Say you want to eat some dairy. And you're lactose intolerant, and you just go like, "Okay, cheeso," you know. <sighs> well, like not even just fine. there are people out there that are also just allergic to milk <clears throat> or like dairy products. Okay, milko, milk, and I don't know. Okay, dario. If they can make exceptions for my man Remus and put a whole tree in for him. They can figure out gluten-free and peanut-free <laughs> and all that. I think so. They can figure it out. Yeah. And they should. I want to say that it's certain color trays. Yeah, I yeah. like that. But do they get trays? The food Isn't comes on like trays. like family style? Is, that's what I thought. Ron was... Every, every time I think about feasts or dinners, I think of Ron just grabbing chicken legs off of a giant tray of chicken legs. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not really like it. It's like serve family style. So, like, it's yeah. all in front of you. You can just pick what you want. What if, if you're allergic, you grab it? It's magically unallergic because for you. you touched it. Oh, yeah, I love that. There you go. Um, Jenny Fire asks, "What would your wizarding fast food restaurant be called?" Oh lord! I don't know why this came up in the chat, but That's I saw people talking about it for a little oh, bit. Oh, good lord! Because <laughs> I s- oh my lord! <laughs> a fast food wizarding restaurant. Yeah. Right. That's tough. Um, the cauldron cookery. Uh, O'Malley's House of Cheese. <laughs> I'd love to go to a house of cheese. Um, I was thinking about something like off of Waffle House and like <laughs> house house Wizard making house. your food because that's what they do at Hogwarts. I don't know. I'm not good at this. It's okay. You tried to one stop, like wing stop, but one stop. <laughs> I would think yes. that'd be a wand shop. It's food. <laughs> yeah, but like you eat wings, you don't. But you eat can wands. stop using your wand, so you can start using your fork. <laughs> what if your wand is your fork? I don't know, Sarah. It's a made up thing. <gasps> can you like magic the tip of your wand to be a fork if you don't have? cutlery you could probably just leviosa that stuff right into your mouth That's there true. you go because like what if you have nothing to clean your wand off with then truly hygienic i feel like if sarah and i were in the wizarding world she always makes me throw food into her mouth like i would be leviosing things into her mouth as soon as she gets it. <laughs> for sure <laughs> Uh, Marguerite asked, do you think if the circumstances had changed with Tommy's mom, would he still have such skewed views? I don't know. I don't think so because of the way that she was brought up. 
But I don't... Do we truly know, like, what her views are, though? I think she knows like, she that she... she might have just loved Tom Riddle. I think that she knows that she didn't like to be treated the way that she was, so maybe she would treat him... Or teach him to show empathy and compassion for people. And not Could abuse. Be. I mean, she was abused, and... Absolutely she was. You know? I would hope that she would... Um, but I also wonder, like... Because because of the circumstances, like, I don't know if he would have had much better of an upbringing because where would they have gone? What would they have done to get money? Like, where would they live? Ask Burke. Um, Ask Burke. That could have been a game changer for her. Truly. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, all all valid. She's got the shack, I suppose. But who wants to go back there? The fond memories? Yeah, but like, when does her father die? Uh, he does he die in prison or is that no? The he brother? comes home. The brother dies in prison. I don't know. So you're asking about the dad, Mavalu? Because she doesn't. Does she know? I mean, well, no, she's dead. But like, if she was still alive, would she have known her father died? So like, would she have gone back? I'm like, what would she have done in the meantime? You know. I mean, is there a place in the wizarding world where like mothers and kids can go when they need help? I don't know. I feel like the answer to that's no. I would agree. <clears throat> Let's see. Death. Um, Marvel became a free man again. He returned to Little Hangleton. Expectation return to his shack, be to see Merope behaving sweetly, hugging her father and having a hot meal waiting for him in anticipation of his homecoming. Instead, return to an empty house with plenty of dust and a letter from Merope addressed to Marvolo and Morphin, telling them that she had gotten married. Marvolo was surprised to learn of this, but he likely held some reservation. Blah, blah, blah. Never mentioned her name or existence from that time forth. Shock of her desertion was so great it led to an early death. Uh oh, and then was it the shock or was it the fact that you don't know how to take care of yourself? It says next the possi- possibility really. never learned how to feed himself. Um, the date is unknown of his death, but Morphin Gaunt did speak of that when he himself was released from prison. Oh, he didn't he, die in prison. What am I talking about? He found his dead body in the cottage, so it's unknown when. And how long he was there and what happened to his corpse following his death. But it's most likely that Morphin Gaunt sought the services. I don't know about this wiki. It says the services of a muggle funeral director and had his father's earthly remains interred in the little Hangleton graveyard. I don't know. Does he talk to muggles? I'll let you be the judge. <laughs> But also, I think I said Morphin dies in prison. You, he does not, obviously. Yeah, that's okay. Because uh, his nephew kills him, doesn't he? No, he no, he gets charged with. He maybe he does he does die in prison later after that. He gets out, has his yeah, memory yeah, yeah. modified get, by Voldemort, then dies in yeah. prison. All right, I corrected myself. So I'm he's correctly correct. Buried next to Azkaban, I would assume. Right, that's where they bury those peeps. What happens if you want to bring a body home, though? You know, probably difficult, Tiffany. Yeah, they don't seem like they're doing the best over there. 
I also would think, I don't know if I agree about this muggle funeral director thing, only because of Morphin's absolute hatred of muggles. I feel like he'd be the type to dig his own six-foot hole. You know what I mean? I, I would agree with that. Okay. Kate, do Fun you stuff, think that <laughs> Morphin buried his father? Uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. Like, also, here's the question. Like, we only ever episode? see Tom Riddle's... We only see Tom Riddle's grave, right? Tom, Bones Tom Riddle. Yeah, senior. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, like, I 100% think that he was buried in the backyard. Of the shack? Or front. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I just realized? We're talking about some hmm. weird stuff this episode. It's chapter 13. Do, no. do, 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 do. Your voice also digitized out on this side, so it sounded extra <laughs> creepy. Great. I don't know what the question was, but let's go to another one. Wasn't that about the fast food? <laughs> was that leading from the fast food question? Uh, no, I think I asked another one, but now okay. I can't remember what it was. Okay, Kendra asked, you are, in Dumble- you are Dumbledore in Mrs. Cole's office. What drink do you offer her? Water. Because I'm Hot not chocolate. into making people drink alcohol to get answers out of them. Uh, blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> tea. I want red Kool-Aid so it looks like you might have blood in your mouth. You're so weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed to give kids when I worked in the PACU red popsicles because some people couldn't differentiate the red on their tongue. I'm not even kidding you. Um, or if it was blood or not, if they had like tonsil surgery or whatever. Oh, wow. We can't have this one. I was like, all right. <laughs> Jeez. Crazy. Um, yeah, probably coffee. I mean, it. this is a business meeting, but I guess some people do business with alcohol, but that's not my jam. I'm also pregnant, so I can't have any myself. That's technically a lie, because we've drank while we've done this. That's true. And this is a business. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I know what you mean. I digress. You're not into manipulating people by using alcohol. No, I'm not. It's never been my thing. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right, last one. I just had it. Oh, Sam Gartley asks, what memory was left on Snape's cheek? Sarah already said. <laughs> I know Sarah said something. <laughs> uh, you know what it makes me think of? Do you remember um, in the Hercules movie, like the Disney version, where yeah. they're feeding little baby Hercules the bottle that's like they have to make a mortal and then they can unalive yeah. him yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Um, and there's just one drop left and he's so strong. He's also fast. So, like, that's a lot in one little drop. That's true. So what is in this memory tier? His super strength, Tiffany. I just said it. (laughs) Um, That's her asking for the strength to deal with me. (laughs) What if it was like a Lily memory? The memory? The memory. It was a memory of all the other movies that Alan Rickman was in. <laughs> what if it was him ruffling his hair to be like James and trying to catch a God. <laughs> That's mean. That's mean. 
But what if it was like a death dude memory, you know? Yeah. Ugh. But what if it was? Like, what if it is him finding out that, like, because really they're all about, have to do with Lily in some aspects. So what if it's one of them that is about him finding out that they're still going to attack or, you know. Breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Good questions. Teddy is making some unwise choices right now. something. <laughs> um, okay. I don't think we had a bingo, which Ooh. is super sad. So let's see who the house cup went to. I gotta find it. Oh, Slytherin. Ooh. Slytherin. First place is 160 points. Second, Gryffindor with what? 110. Oh, Hufflepuff right behind with 100. Ravenclaw with 40. Where are the claws? Where are the claws? Are- He's taking a break. He just had a big, huge work day last month. Oh and he needs some time off. <laughs> well done, Slytherin. Well done, Slytherin. However, uh, you won. Don't worry. Good job, snakes. Good job, snakes. Ready for a joke? Oh, wait, no, joke is after the fan story. I'm all ready this time. Never mind. All right, this week's fan story comes from Hannah. This is from March of 2019. Hey, Switch and Flick, I'm Hannah, and I wanted to share my Potter story. My first memory of Harry Potter came from the movies. My older sister loved the movies and was always watching them, but because I was so young, I was only allowed to watch the first two. I finally read the books when I was 10, and by then I had forgotten everything from the first two movies. I owned the first two books and read them quickly. My mom indulged my growing obsession and drove me to the library every week to check out the next book. My favorite story to tell other Potterheads is about me reading Order of the Phoenix for the first time. I was upstairs. I was upstairs reading it and I got to the part where my favorite character, Sirius, dies. I threw the book across the room and started sobbing. I cried for about half an hour and went downstairs to my mom. She saw my puffy face and asked what was wrong. I told her that my favorite character in Harry Potter had died. And all she did was sigh and say, are you serious? And I, <laughs> I instantly started crying again. <laughs> and my mom, not understanding what she did, had no oh, idea no. what to do. I know the Hold feeling, on. my friend. Theodore. Oh, geez. Hey. Oh. He was on my laptop and I was going, do, 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 oh. do, Because he couldn't type anymore. His butt was pushing oh, buttons. Gosh. Um, This situation would later be repeated with my dad when I was watching the Order of the Phoenix movie. Harry Potter became my favorite thing, and I have met so many new friends because of our mutual love for the series. I was sorted into Hufflepuff on Pottermore, but I didn't really care about it. Ah! (laughs) When Fantastic Beasts came out and I saw Newt's Commander on screen for the first time, I started showing off the Puff House with pride. Yay! Now I couldn't imagine being in any other house. Okay, you're redeemed, Hannah. Yes. You're redeemed. My uh, my Patronus is an otter, Cute. and my Ilvermorny house is Puckwudgie. I'm so in love with the Fantastic Beast movies because I can finally be a part of the anticipation of waiting for the next Wizarding World yep. story, which is something that I missed out on the first time. I discovered your podcast during Thanksgiving break when I needed something to listen to during the long road trip to visit family. You were only a few chapters into Sorcerer's Stone, and I listened to all of them the whole mm. car ride. Listening to you guys go through one chapter a week feels like I'm rereading the books and understanding the series in a whole new way. I love your podcast and you guys so much. Keep being an amazing way for us Potterheads to geek out together. 
I love that story. Hannah. First of all, I'm terribly sorry that no one was sympathetic <laughs> towards the loss of serious sorry. people. <laughs> As we laugh through it. But I think that's such a uh, that's such a sweet reaction. Like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Similarly, um, that's happened to me where like I was sobbing at the end of this book. My mom literally was like you look you look like someone died and i was like they did mom they did (laughs) and then when she read it and then it was like it was good she didn't cry but i didn't cry oh heartless absolutely heartless (laughs) but i love that i love what you said um that you said listening to you guys go through one chapter a week feels like i'm rereading the books and understanding the series in a whole new way i love that because like that's That's what I want everybody to get. It's just thinking about this series in a different way or understanding where things come from. Sometimes it's uncomfortable and it's not fun. And like some of the things we discussed tonight um, and some of the things we're going to be discussing in the future because it's very murky here towards the end. But like that's all about life and just challenging how you view things and look at things and learning new information and changing your mind and growing. And so I'm really glad that you understand the series in a whole new way. That's cool. And I'm glad that you get to feel the excitement of like new stuff coming out with fantasy. That is like one of my favorite Potter memories is just the anticipation of new books or the anticipation of going and seeing the movies in there towards the end, I got to see them with Sarah, which was super cool because before when, we did when you're such a brat, but like, I didn't have anybody to geek out with me. Like I remember seeing three with friends, but I don't remember seeing any of the others with like friends from like high school or anything. And like my mom took me to the first one. She doesn't like Harry Potter. <laughs> like, so it's just, it's cool to get so excited about new and upcoming things and like right now i get to you know the anticipation of the new fantastic beast movies but like the new um like uh akatar books aren't done yet and that's really exciting for me because that's is it exciting or is it nerve-wracking it's all of it because like is someone gonna die because we don't know because you never know for sure but like just the fact that it's a book series that I fell in love with. There's something about a book series that you love and anticipating the next one and theorizing about it. It's just, it's so much fun and having friends to talk to about it makes it even better. And that's why I love our Facebook group, because if you don't have real time life friends to talk about it with, you have a bunch of internet friends to talk to. It's always good. Accurate. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you Hannah. Short, you rule. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, now I can sure. tell a joke. Where does Professor Quirrell shop? At Turban Outfitters. Uh, I was going to say, like, Turban and terrible. Tall. Like, Big and Tall. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't think oh. of anything. <laughs> I got Turban. Oh, my right. goodness. All right. So follow your hosts on social media if you want to know what we do when we're not recording our podcasts. Uh, so Megan and Katie, they're on Instagram at the Peters Family. Tiffany's on Instagram. Really, we're all just on Instagram, <laughs> but Tiffany's on Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. 
Um, allegedly with a period, but that's a lie. That was just <laughs> edited in. <laughs> and then I'm on Instagram at O'Malley. It's got three H's. I don't do anything, so it's not that exciting. You post some funny but stuff. But there you go. Follow us if you so choose. Yes. Or if you so mm-hmm. not choose. Don't follow us. We don't care. <laughs> You're going to miss out on some cool stuff. Oh, Depending God. on who you follow. Me, not so much. I lead a boring life. You want to know what Sass is reading? The stuff that's. I don't always post it because sometimes. The internet. Uh, well, I mean, other people do. I just, you don't, you know. I read what I read. She reads. It's a book, you know? She the book reads. is about a book. Yeah, a book about a book. <laughs> All right. Um, so, the new Pokemon game came out. That's something new I had to talk about. Did you catch them all? I've caught one. <laughs> Which one did you catch? Do I know it? No. Are we friends? You've never named it. You've Well, what's its name? Cyndaquil. Yes. What? Uh, Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil. I don't know. And what does this thing do? Does it, it have quills on its body? What? Does it have quills on its body? It's got quills of fire. Hmm. Here, I'll put his picture in the... Uh, oh, I've seen Discord. it. You have? Yeah. I'm, sure I'm not, like, that dumb. Or, like, I'm I can't not recognize saying you're dumb. It's just not, like, one of the original 151, so I didn't know if you knew. I'm on the internet. <laughs> and it, believe it or not, people on the internet love Pokemon. It just was never really my thing. I get it. Oh, jeez. So. But I started that today. So Pokemon Legends... Um, I believe it's pronounced Arceus. I can name three, maybe two of those things in there because isn't that like Bulbasaur? <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't see the whole picture. Sounds like a demon. <laughs> it does. Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur like, like a dinosaur. dinosaur. I know, but Bulbasaur sounds like Zor, a demon's name. <laughs> Zor, and then Pikachu, and then you know. Come on, you know the one. Plant man. Come on. Is it Squirtle? No. Eevee? No, you know the... Quill man? The rock (laughs) one. (laughs) Oh, is that Geodude? Yeah. Yeah, Geodude's in there. That's not when I picture... In this picture, he's in Geodude. He's in the back. He's He's the rock with arms. He's in the back. (laughs) Well, I wasn't clicking on it. That's why. Okay. Oh, it is bigger. I thought I the little, the little egg well. thing. That's Togepi. That, that's Togepi. What I'm saying is I thought you were saying that was Geodude. Oh, and no. Like, that's not who I thought Geodude was. And then I clicked on the, <laughs> the GIF and then it popped up. And then it's like, ah, now I understand. You see him You're now. You're not fooling me. Yeah. What did you call him, though? What was his original name? Rockman? I don't know. <laughs> Pebbles? <sighs> Pebbles. <laughs> Sam wants an episode where Sasa just names Pokemon. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Who's that? I Pokemon? think I've suggested that before. <laughs> I know some of them. That's why, like, the one that's coughing, I'm like, that looks like the COVID virus. It does. It does look like COVID. I think Sarah should learn the Pokey rap. Yes! <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Dude, I used to know every word. Okay, I need you to prove it. 
I know something I about like to. being the very best, the best we've ever had, or oh, something like there's that. There's a rap. No, though. Sarah, that's, that's the, the theme, theme song. song. Yeah, I know. That's all I know. It's also kind of like mm, the best I've ever had. I want to be the best. Hold on, I'll be the very like, best. Like no one ever, like no one ever was. Catch them. Ah. Bah, 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 to train them yeah. is my cause. I will travel. This is not a Pokemon podcast. Searching far and wide. That would not be something I would partake in. I have no desire. I'm not a game player. Um, so hold on though. You're allowed to go on this quest at 10 years old. Where are the parents? They don't care. Mom ships doing? you out. They She's don't like, care. Here's a map. Get out. <laughs> here's a map and a monster and a ball. Go. Sometimes I'll give you a phone. Maybe I'll send you a potion by mail. Just one. What if they're like Harry, where he gets all fired? He's like, well, I don't got any of those anyways, when he says that to Ron. Wait, what? He's like, he's like, what are the parents going to say? And he's like, well, I don't have any of those anyways. Oh, so like, yeah. <laughs> we oh. But yeah. Yep. Going on adventures. Anyway, Pokemon. Uh, yeah, so that's um, what I'm doing. I have about two hours left in Shadow Rising. Some exciting I things. I thought you were going to say in the game. And I was like, oh, no. Wow. I have Buku hours left in that. Literally just started. Um, what are you going to read when you're done? Are you going to read the next one? I will read the next one. I don't know if I'll do it right away. kind of depends on how I feel with the ending of this one. Sometimes I get really excited to read the next it. one. Sometimes I need a little bit of a break. Um, I feel that. really want to keep reading the first Crescent City, though. So I think I'm going to... S- I just get so much other stuff done while I listen to audiobooks. <laughs> I have credits. Maybe I Crescent City. Yeah, maybe I should just get it because I have like three credits. Thick. I wonder how many hours it is compared to uh, Shadow Rising. You know what? How many hours? Oh, did you listen to Silver Flames? I did not. I read Silver Flames in uh, my Kindle. It's just I think a little shorter than Silver Flames. I think I'm gonna. I think you very easily convinced me to get it on Audible. Why do I why do I buy books? Granted, it was cheap. It was like three ninety nine or something on Kindle. Did you buy the ebook? I did. Um, yeah. I think if that's the, your easiest way of like absorbing content, it is. It's sometimes it's, it's hard for me to sit down and and flip through pages. I wish that I wish I could. I wish I could. I just zone out. Marty said and that then to I'd me like, the other day. I don't day. know what you're saying. Like we were in the car, yeah. um, going to the doctor, and my book came on because of apple carplay and he's like what is that i'm like it's my book and he's like you can comprehend that and i'm like yes and i was like granted i did turn up the speed on this one a little bit because the narrator's very slow so sometimes like when they the characters start talking like they're supposed to be excited and talk fast sometimes it sounds like this and it's really hard to understand and it's like what are you talking about (laughs) but I once Good. tried to listen. Well, that's not true. That's the only one time I listened to an audiobook. But I tried on the road trip with Bridget and Jen in the car. <laughs> I think we lasted not even five minutes. And Jen's like, I knew you wouldn't be able to do that. One, I'm a talker anyway. So if I have other people in the car with me, we're going to be having like literally talk. Jen and I talk. If we're in a car all day, like we're having a conversation literally all day mm-hmm. or like listening to music. 
slash singing it, but majority of the time we're talking. So it's just not, it's just not for me. I can see I how your mind can wander. Like yeah. And it's an auditory thing. So maybe you're not an auditory well, kind of learner. And I'm very much a hands-on learner. Yeah. Um, Same. I think that even sometimes when I'm reading a book, like I, if I'm not f- totally focused on it, sometimes I like have to reread, reread something. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I just read. Cause I was not paying attention. Yeah. You'll like go over the paragraph and you'll realign. And then you're like, mm, how did we get yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Decision made after I am finished with shadow rising, I will put, which I should finish tomorrow because we're going to visit family. So that'll be easy. Just throw it on one of my earbuds in the car. And I will start Crescent City. I'll let you know how many hours it is without me skipping or making my time faster. But that's it. That's it for me, really. Catherine. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of something I didn't say last night. You got uh, Pokemon? Let's see. I did get Pokemon, which was a surprise. I did not know that we... My cat is sitting on my keyboard again. I did not know that we had bought it, and on our way home, we got to pick it up. That was a nice surprise. Um, what else? If you're a local in Florida and you go to Disney, Epcot has a cool new show on the giant spaceship Earth. It's got a little thing called Rainbow Connection. It's Muppets. It's really cute. Um, I got to see it. It was really, it was really sweet. I got a little emotion. Mm-hmm. Like this cool rainbow shoots across the, the whole thing. It's awesome. And here you sit not having seen Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> I have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a lot. Probably I one of my favorite Christmas it. movies. It's so funny. I love it. And also I think most Muppets things are funny. Yeah. You know? I enjoy the Muppets. Like Muppet Treasure Island. Very good. It's so funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who are you going to choose for your um, starter? Me. Uh, I would like Cyndaquil. He was my favorite back when he was a mm-hmm. choice. But also, like, Totodile was cool, but he's not in this game. But I think I think Cyndaquil. I approve, clearly. Yeah. That was awesome. heard of a new Pokemon, and that's what I'm going to start with. Oh, yeah? What's it called? I can't tell you. It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Rockman. Rock what if <laughs> what if I like got the game and started playing and I would beat die. everyone? I would die. Do it. If, never in a million years would that happen. I would never beat anybody. What if Sarah's like this undercover like esports champion? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you right now that I a hundred percent am not because I thought we were talking about literal sports at the very beginning when I was reading <laughs> <laughs> the website for the game which i guarantee you i'm not gonna be playing because i don't really play video games and i don't think i have any of the things no you you don't tiffany do i have any of those consoles no no <laughs> so and I'm, I'm not gonna buy it just to play a harry potter game um but literally it was like sports I'm like what is why this? is this here this is a video game <laughs> and then like i didn't it didn't connect that the game is called hogwarts legacy and i was like why are we talking about the author with something with the legacy what oh, God. i thought it was gonna be like a uh an article about like how people say that her books leave a legacy <laughs> amazing like no lasting legacy or something. amazing oh jeez. yeah oh 
The last thing I will say is I'm pretty sure the entire United States is trying to freeze yeah. over. Um, and it's supposed to get cold even here. So good luck to everybody. Stay warm. Stay smart. Can't Be careful. Bundle up. Go buy a heated blanket. Be careful. My friend's mom's just set on fire. <gasps> no, don't tell me that. I have one on my bed right now. Don't tell me that. What did you just say? <gasps> what? Jen's mom's heated blanket caught on fire. She texts Jen. She goes, I just caught myself on fire and then sends her like this weird what? picture. And Jen's like, what is happening? So she sends this to me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, is your mom OK? Yeah, I'm weirded she's out like, about Yeah, her heated blanket just caught on fire. Yeah. I'm always so weary about those and like I never pad, like electric heating pads. I never leave them on like as soon as they're done, they're done. Or if like, I'm not home, they're not yeah. on. Um, but that's so squ- scary. I was going to say squarey. Um, Sam Gartley also said, look out for falling frozen yeah. iguanas. Yeah, that's that is a thing, a thing yep. here. What? Yeah, Poor they thing. get oh, so cold because they're cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've never even seen an iguana in Ohio. Uh, but but i'm done (laughs) um so we recorded yesterday so literally it's nothing changed since then um i haven't literally have not read anything i procrastinated on doing work but other than that that's understandable nothing going on yet i pretty much did it all week although this has been like a wild week yeah. I've registered for a class. Woo! Sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wait Is that long. not a woo? School starts like <laughs> school starts on Monday and then so like I had to talk to a counselor about cuz at this point in my life I'm just going to get an associate to then like go on from there. Okay. And not in nursing cuz I don't know what I do want to do with my life, which is like a whole other conversation. But she basically told me like I have three classes I have to take. In two out of those three classes, I've taken already, but they don't count anymore. Why? Because it's been so long. And two, uh. I don't know. <laughs> but both of those classes I need to take. One, the math class, all of it's booked up. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do an eight-week class like at the like second half of the semester, do an eight-week class because it's math, and that's a little bit easier for me. Mm-hmm. Also, I could take like a lower-level math and have it count. Cool. <laughs> But I, I, they, they, I can't register because I need to take a test for a prerequisite or like take. And I'm like, I don't want to have to take all these extra classes just to take these classes that I need. Mm-hmm. And then I had called about taking this English class and they were like, I'm like, it's telling me I need a prerequisite. I'm like, but I've already taken at your school a higher level English class and I've already taken this one. But like they're saying it's been too long or whatever because I didn't take it at Tri-C. I took it at Toledo. Mm-hmm. It's just pain in my butt. But maybe by the end of the year, I'll have an associate's. That'd be sick. So we'll see what happens. I mean, what is it really going to do for me? Makes you feel good. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll give you a cake. Yeah. Or ice cream cake. You want an ice cream cake? I don't really. No, not really. I'll get you a hat with a tassel, too. I you don't like play hats. with it. <laughs> you can play with it. <laughs> Like a cat that I'm not. Yeah, you would be you a cat. You always say you want to be a cat. <laughs> you always say you want to knock yeah. stuff over. I you mentioned sunshine to someone at work the other day, and they did not get it. And I was like, "Well, I don't really get it because I'm not a cat person. Like, I don't own cats." But 
don't know what to tell you, my friend. <sighs> I had books come in today. How many? <laughs> just three. Just. And I read one of them before, so I just bought like a. It's a little novella. You're gonna be able to like build yourself in, like a bathroom on the side of your room with all these books. Why a bathroom? I don't know, because it's a smaller room. Because <laughs> you read in the bathroom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You've read in the shower. What do you want from me? <laughs> and not, I'm sure I'm not and the not only an person that has read in the shower. <laughs> shower? Bath, I can see. But showers just seem so dangerous. Well, I had I, my Kindle's <laughs> waterproof. And whilst, yes, I have read an actual book. I read the Dumbledore book in the shower. Because I was determined <laughs> to finish it. Uh, yeah like yeah i listen to stuff while in the shower but i'm not like holding my phone no so i have my little ledge so like i don't i'm not a bath person really i don't take baths yeah um and when i do drink i'm currently doing dry january but like when i do have like a glass of wine or something sometimes like i call them shower wines so i got one of those uh like things that sticks to the wall and holds a glass of wine like a wine glass like a suction cup thing. um yeah so i put it so it's like not it wouldn't be like in all of the pictures it kind of shows it like low so like when you're having a bath you could just have it right there but I'm, i don't take baths especially in my bathroom mm-hmm. so i stuck it up higher so that's where i stick my kindle it stays on it mm. And so I just leave it there and I read and then I just tap when I get to the, like, need the next page. Shower I'm also book. not in the shower that long, but, like. But you got to read. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. oh, fun. But I've been, truly, I've done. Fun stuff. I've done nothing. I've registered for a class. That's about it. Well, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Step in a pain in my butt direction. True that. Film appreciation. So we'll see how it goes. Ask your brother about his uh, film appreciation, please. Please, at some point, talk to him about well, that class. I wanted to take world, the world, of, uh, or like mythology, um, oh. like around the world or something like that, that focused on like myths from traditionally like non-Western myths. Yeah. I needed a prereq. <laughs> I was say, that sounds like it's right up your alley. Yeah, I'm like, well, and great. I knew it'd be a lot of writing, which I'm, I don't like writing. It's not my strong so It makes me very nervous, mm-hmm. but I would have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But um, film appreciation, I was like, I don't need a prereq for you, baby. We're going to be friends. So I'm doing an eight-week class of that. That's fun. We'll see. And hopefully by then I can register for my math class. I just have to take the test. Yes. So. Teddy's tail is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Looks like it looks like a tentacle from an octopus just gonna kill you eventually. <laughs> it's just like floating around. Oh my gosh, what are you doing? What is this for? Shower reads. This is for shower reads. Shout out to everybody who reads in the shower. <laughs> so that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. Yay. 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 I'm going to try again. Hello. Hello. Yay, I did it. Okay, good job. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay. It is snowing here in Cleveland, and it's been like off and on all day. And every time I look at the weather, it says that it's supposed to stop in like, like at a certain <laughs> and time, and it doesn't. It's just like hanging out over us. Stuck with us. Sorry. All right, kids, are we ready? I think I'm ready. As I'll ever be. All right, Sausafarius. Bye, Swishers.